Hey guys, before we get started in this episode, we just wanted to let you know that there was a slight disruption while recording this episode. There's going to be some noise, but we love the topic of this episode and we do want to completely scrap it. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy it. Imagine every sitcom and romantic comedy about college postgrad and how magical it was supposed to be. Imagine that it's the exact opposite and you have the lives of Tiffany Ho and McKenna Wan. Having a beautiful apartment that overlooks the LA skyline with a hot boyfriend and a group of girlfriends who goes out to bars every night is not the reality. At a postgrad, we quickly discovered that our expectations of this grand life we were promised was neither what we imagined or even existent. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a 20-something-year-old in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Hello, people. Welcome back to the Mature Podcast. I'm Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. And we're your co-hosts. Um, all right, we're just going to dive right in today because I think this topic is fan-freaking-tastic. Um, I just think that in this generation and, like, the time that we're in, I think we need to have this conversation of how to basically, like, get along with people or, like, navigate a conversation with people who do not see the world the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea of, like, polar opposites, if you will. Maybe that's what we'll name this podcast. (laughs) Polar opposites. (laughs) Polar opposites. Um, Basically, like, how to have a conversation or foster a relationship with someone that is completely different from you. So I think we've had a lot of people pretty much our whole lives tell us, well, not our whole lives, (laughs) just our whole whole friendship lives, whatever it is, Um, (laughs) basically tell us, like, McKenna, Tiffany, you look so different on paper, and yet you have this really deep, like, very um, close friendship. How? Yeah. Like, what is how? And I we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit of just like how we became friends, and um, especially in our last in like a couple podcasts ago about vulnerability. Um, If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It's a good prize. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, but we've really like done this and then it was just like, okay, but how did you even get to a point where like you guys were in the same space to even like have a conversation if it was so different? Um, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I think it's just really funny because like through, like ever since we became friends are like, you know, our group of friends would kind of meet and legit, I just had so many people be like, how like I don't (laughs) like you guys are so different like not only do you come from different cultures you come from different religion backgrounds you like have lived life so differently like just so many like in every aspect of our lives we just there are very little similarities Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I mean (laughs) grateful that like those little similarities like drew us to be friends yeah um but I also think that because we were polar opposites we were just as much drawn to each other yeah um and I think a lot of people would say like oh well then opposites attract but that's actually only one part of that saying if you actually like look it up it's like um opposites attract but like 
I think it's like similarities keep like stay forever or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. Which no, I think it's true because um, I feel like I've heard something similar like that to that. But honestly, I tell people all the time that when they do come up to us and they're like, "You guys don't make sense." What I tell them is, at the end of the day, what keeps us close is our values and the foundations mm. of what we believe life to look like for us are very similar, and yes. that's where it. Um, that's what keeps us close. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were talking about like how most people, when you think about it, they're going to, when they hear polar opposites, um, I don't know, this is maybe just me, but I feel like other people might relate to this as well. They immediately think of like politics. Yeah. And our world is so divided right now of just politics and what that looks like. I personally am not, um, as active in the political world Um, but I do keep up obviously it's kind of hard not to Um, but I think there's so much more to like polar opposites than just like politics there's religion there's um, an age gap there's um, genders there's um, where you were born whether that's internationally um, nationally like west coast versus east coast or even locally where people live down the street and still have a different worldview. Um, Yeah, I think it's, I feel like, I think that's where people kind of get kind of iffy to talk about the conversation mm -hmm. or have it because they're like, oh my gosh, like if you don't see the same things, um, like politically, then like we're obviously just like so different, like Mm -hmm. forget you, like let's not even step into the room to even have the conversation. We're just immediately just so closed off yeah. And we don't even allow the other person to under, to explain their side or, like, to see their point of view of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, for me, I'm trying to learn more about politics. So, for it's really fun for me. I love reading more about it. Um, I try to – I'm, like, a really big skeptic. So, I try to read, especially for politics, of, like, different um, news outlets, whether they're liberal or conservative, to get, like – whole big picture to kind of um get my and interpret in my own way in some sense and I feel like that's kind of the same way we should approach like people like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't just come into a conversation with someone immediately assuming like oh well you believe things differently so like you're a worse you're like the worst person ever Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of you disagree with me so now we can't get along or like you're a terrible Mm -hmm. person I feel like that has kind of translated into that yeah it's like one equals the other yeah yeah which is not the truth no definitely not um yeah so I think going into that we're kind of just going to break it down of like what it looks like to have that conversation um so like kind of what Tiff was saying um this like mutual respect I think is going to be really important where a lot of people will go in with those stereotypes and those preconceived judgments of what they're going to think and what they're going to believe and automatically thinking well you believe this so I can't have a con- so I can't even begin to have a conversation with you because you're not going to see it the way I see it and so what's the point yeah um so I think something that's really important is obviously having this mutual respect for each other and um for wanting to gain a better understanding of where they come from um and their views and also like what makes them who they are yeah um so like something that um has been a really big factor in our friendship is that tiff grew up um as a catholic and i grew up as a christian and religion is a very 
touchy subject, if yes, you will. It is. Um, it's very sensitive, and um, I think because of both our backgrounds, it is very important to us. It's a very big foundation. It's what our values come from, um, and whether or not you are a religious person or not, not <laughs> um, you still have your own morals or values that you base your life on, and so they can be very different from other people's and how they believe, and so... Um, when we first met, I remember um, Tiff had mentioned, she was like, oh, I grew, grew up as a Vietnamese Catholic. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and my, um, to give you guys a little background, my mom grew up as a Catholic. My grandma was an avid, avid Catholic. Like, she was front row in her church, in her very, very small church every week. She was 30 minutes late, granted, but she would, she had her own pew and she would make people in the middle of her like church, get up 30 minutes into the mass and move. <laughs> like that is my grandma Ethel for you. Like she was just, she was a fireball. I got to tell you, but anyways, it um, had a huge effect on my mom and my mom um, grew up Catholic, but when she met my dad, um, kind of grew into this Christianity role and realized that Catholicism just wasn't for her. Um, and the traditional aspect just um, didn't vibe with her. If, if, yeah, if that for lack makes, of better words, yeah. If, for <laughs> lack of better words. It just, it just wasn't her thing. Um, so because of that, I grew up in a um, dominantly Christian background um, and Christian household. And so growing up, I went to a private Christian school my whole life. And so I knew what Catholicism was. I just personally didn't understand the appeal I guess because um of the way my mom described it and it's not that she had a negative view of it either she was just like you know this is how I grew up and it just didn't work for me and yeah. this is why and she would explain her reasonings and to me I was like oh that's my mom like that kind of makes sense and even as I grew up it's not like I was nine years old and just accepting this information like even as I grew up into like my teens I was just like yeah that still doesn't make sense to me um but when I met Tiff I was just like okay so what the hell does this like what, why? Like, why, why is this an appeal to you? Um, and it was a really good um, segue into what is now like our way of communicating. But it was, I think it was kind of weird that that was like our first where we were just like, let's just dive in. Well, it's funny because, okay, yes, we, I think if you guys have followed us, you know that we actually met at the top of our dorm room on the rooftop. Yeah. And that was like. That whole story. That whole story, yeah. And that we just like reminisced on like high school stuff because we were fresh out of high school. So we were just sharing stories. But genuinely, like the, uh, immediately almost like within a week or so we end up having this really intimate conversation um in like our hallway or whatever and we just legit just talked about like our religious background like how that has shaped our lives and like yeah. we sat there for like i swear probably like an, an hour or something we're yeah. just like sharing stories um and for me um i think for for me like as a person i knew that i was kind of very much like a fish out of water just because i was a catholic who was like or surrounded by people who grew up in a Christian like household their whole mm -hmm. lives and so for me it was really fun for me to finally get the chance to explain like 
how being a Catholic is different and what that looks like for me. It was like really fun for me to be like, hey, this is my story. Yeah. Granted, McKenna was a person who genuinely wants to hear <laughs> about that. I'm not just like sharing my story like with random strangers, but like she genuinely wanted to hear the story. And I, on the other hand, really was really curious about how she grew up too. Mm-hmm. And I think that set us up for success because we were both respectful for one each- one one another and we're both willing to have the conversation <laughs> both willing to have the conversation um even though like we came from different backgrounds and we didn't see things the same way yeah i'm like tearing up right now <laughs> i don't know why maybe i'm just emotional today but i just like i'm really grateful that like tiffany would think she wanted to share her story because she didn't have to um and she could have easily been like well, why do you, like, why are you questioning my religion? Like, I'm just as much as, you know, a follower of God as you are. And I don't even think that was the way that I, like, intended it to be, but she could have easily taken it um, so differently. And I think that's what kind of scared me a lot about jumping into those conversations is my intentions were really good and, like, genuine but not everyone is going to have that same, you know, um, approach. approach. Yeah. And so um, going back to like our original point, like we both had that mutual respect for each other and genuinely wanting to understand um, where each other came from and especially on such a sensitive t- like topic. Um, and it could have gone really poorly. It could have. It yeah. really could have. And I've had conversations with people where it has gone really poorly, but the conversations that I've had with other people, that mutual respect is there. And it's both of, and it's almost like you both kind of either talk about it or you just know. So it's going to look different for each person that you talk to. So if you feel like you don't have, I mean, I think me and Tiff just generally, like, I guess we never really talked about it, but we both just kind of felt comfortable Um, But if you don't, then it's a good, like, it's okay to be like, hey, I know this is where you're coming from. I know this is where I'm coming from. Can we just both agree to, like, have this mutual respect and be open to what each other has to say? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not something to be scared of. Yeah, I agree. I think just coming into the conversation, like, hey, can we just, like, get get to know, like, Mm -hmm. how do you think? Like, how, how do you function in this world? I think these are, like, good questions. They're also great questions to get to know a person. Yeah, without judgment, too. Without judgment, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where, like, I think the foundation would start um, is that respect and wanting to know more. And then I think the second part would be to educate yourself. Yeah. um, And be willing to research. And um, I think this is probably, like, kind of the hardest if that makes sense um just because it's really easy to just be like okay well that's what you think bye bye (laughs) um but it's like if you truly want to like get to know someone and like truly see with their point of view and their worldview it's not I think for me it was more than just like accepting Tiffany's like um worldview of like Catholicism but it was on me to be like okay, well, what does that look like in other people? Yeah. Um, and it it doesn't have to just be religion. Obviously, that's our, like, example that we have. But it could be, like, politics. It could be... Um, culture. 
culture it could be age gaps it could be gender and it's like you know I've had I have a lot of guy friends where you know they'll make in my opinion dumb decisions and I'm like why would you do that (laughs) and they're like well you know I have this thing and this thing and like because I'm a guy and I'm like okay (laughs) like why does why does I'm a guy why is that why does that explain everything why is that a quote-unquote excuse like it just does not make sense to me (laughs) and it sounds so like petty it sounds not as um deep as like the religion aspect but it's still something that like creates divert like creates division in our world yeah and so I think it's really important and I I feel like very passionate about this for us to understand both sides of things yeah um instead of just being like well because I'm a girl and like I think that's a dumb decision that's what I believe (laughs) (laughs) okay I think it's it it stems from a like like point of view of well I'm right so because I'm right you must be wrong that's a good point you know like it's and that's just not how like some (laughs) things are just kind of like we we might both be right true or we might both be wrong like it's just it's it's it goes both ways it's not one or the other and I think that a lot of it has to do with being like with like your ego and like being Mm. prideful Mm. and it's just, I feel like that's the reason why we should ha- be having these conversations. Like, we should be open to listening and learning more about someone or something else that is some is very different from us. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is a, the reason why people disagree and they fight and they, they shout is because their ego is just getting in the way. So just, like, humble yourselves, people. Come on. <laughs> Tiffany Ho, humble yourself, people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I love that. Um, but it's really true. Like, the aspect of humbling yourself, um, you know, I 100% believe that I grew up in a world where I was very privileged um, and I was um, entitled. And it's um, a hard realization Um when you grow up and realize that you are privileged you are entitled and um you do have a lot of power and so i don't think it has to be a bad thing but it's something that you should be aware of and how that affects other people and when you walk like when i walk into a conversation i know that i have a certain power because of my skin color and that doesn't have to for a long time i had this like white guilt um and I went through that a lot when I was in South Africa um of just coming home and being like well what do I do now um and that was something I really wrestled with but it's about knowing your power and being able to distribute that power to other people who can make a difference um and that's a lot about like polar opposites it's knowing where you're coming from when you walk into a conversation and being aware of that and being willing to educate yourself and know like, okay, when I walk into a conversation, what, how am I going to affect others? And what is that going to look like? How, and it, it's not, I think it's so important not to walk on eggshells either. And that's not to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to stomp all over your culture. It's <laughs> like, it's more about just like working on not nef- like, obviously not offending people, but being able to talk in a way that 
has a respect and a genuine understanding like we've been saying this whole time I think one I think that's like the the biggest step like you're kind of touching on like white privilege and all like this is a great topic that a lot of us in 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 this in America we're just trying to navigate because I just feel like we're now waking up I feel like we're like we're barely itching on trying to move things and um recently I don't know if you guys know this but Chelsea Handler came out with this documentary all about white privilege and I'm it was awesome I think it was a very good step and she basically realized that the way she always approached it was kind of wrong and she had to admit that Mm -hmm. and and admitting that right there like in what you're doing too is literally taking your ego and just putting it aside yeah like it's not easy like mm-hmm. it's not like this oh i'm gonna wake up one day and be like i'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of my ego like mm-hmm. it takes time and a lot of that is educating yourselves of like okay like i am not always right i am not always the best like i need to come to this in a point of like with a stance of humility so that i can have these conversations and i can really help navigate the conversation where it can make change rather than just causing destruction and chaos in that yeah because yeah. even if like if you're not able to set aside your ego if you're not able to set aside your pride you can't even sit and have a conversation about having a conversation yeah because you're so in your head about things that it's like okay well I know that I'm gonna be like this and blah 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 blah, blah so like this is where I'm at and everybody else is wrong it's like well then why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you're not mentally ready to receive it, to receive that feedback, I guess. I think even more than just educating yourself, we have as this generation, as this like post-grad, you know, 20 something lifestyle, we have a really big responsibility in this generation of more tolerance and more acceptance and more activism to educate others um we are in such a awesome like I don't know how to explain it but we live in a really cool world right now yeah I totally like, agree. there's a lot to focus on negative like in the negative aspect and I don't want to um, discount that but we also live in this really cool like generation where it's like yeah like why are we spreading hate when we can spread love why are we like diminish like diminishing other people's like race when we can include everyone and it's just like such a powerful movement to be a part of that um what I've really focused on is just like we used to live in this type of world where it was like all right our the older generation is going to teach the new like the new generation and that's kind of how it is where now it's like there is no I feel like we're working towards like no age gap and I really love that because um I get to be in a position where I can educate others who are older than me and so something that's been really passionate on my end is me and my sister um we were both psychology majors and mental health is super super important to us um we could talk I mean we sit at like family functions and just talk about mental health um but we've really taken it upon ourselves to educate like our extended family and like people like our aunts and uncles and our grandparents because it's something that's that we're passionate about and we feel that they need to know more about and um we do it I think at first we were 
just so mad because or we thought like well how can you not like think that anxiety is a thing like how can you not see that like depression is like really real and um we went at it very aggressively and so it took us a while um longer than I'd like to say but granted sometimes that's what happens is it took us a while to realize okay this isn't working like they're not responding to this and we got more frustrated but it was a process of realizing okay how can we get this across to them in a loving and a kind way that they'll be able to relate to and they'll be able to understand how does this relate back to me because I think that's where there's a lot of um, issues is people will say like oh well you know um, mental health is like it's you know sure it's like there but it doesn't affect me so why should I care about it so when you change it to explain to people like how does this affect you personally in your day-to-day life then it gets across to people and so it's it was a way for me and my sister to be like hey like looking at our grandparents and being like hey like we both struggle with anxiety and depression and now this affects you because your grandchildren have that yeah like we go through that yeah um and it wasn't like out of being like well now you should care about it it was like hey like we just want to bring you into our world and help you understand the way that we think and the way that we go about our daily lives and how it's harder for us and because we have these things um and now I have like really really great conversations with my grandparents about things like that and being able to talk to them about my anxiety which I never thought I would be able to do um so again it's that responsibility I think it's I it, okay in this story I think it's really interesting because the part that you kind of touch on is like for your grandparents and and this just goes for anyone who disagrees with you whatever it's the part that clicked for them was when they were like oh like this is part of your story and I care about you it mm-hmm. kind of almost took off that mass of like this is not just some thing that's floating out mm-hmm. in the air this is like personal this is you this directly affects you this is a human thing mm-hmm. and if you care about me then you would lean in a little bit more to learn mm-hmm. more about it um and I think it's that part is really interesting because I feel like it's really easy to disrespect someone when you don't know them mm-hmm. and you don't know their story. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the reasons why we always kind of in our generation, we have, have a lot of disagreements where we're afraid to have these conversations is because we immediately almost dehumanize the person's story. And we mm-hmm. kind of like step so far away from them that we forget that they actually still matter too. Their story matters. What they go through matters. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we just come together to remind ourselves that we're literally all humans just trying to navigate this world together, yeah. we might be having different conversations. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So from that, um, I think with these conversations, like the ball is completely in your court. Yeah. It is almost always in your court. Because you have the choice of what kind of relationship you want to have with these polar opposite people. Yeah. Like, ultimately, you can sit and be like, all right, well, these are my worldviews, and I believe in them, and I don't really want to change them. Um, so this is kind of where I'm at. And, and you can be complacent. And this is also from me and Tiff's point of view. We're not here to judge anybody of, like, what you want to do in your life because 
that's your choice. You live your life. Like, and that's not even like a, oh, you live your life. It's generally like, yeah. um, you do what's best for you. You do what's best for you. If that's, you know, you don't want to create this conflict with these people, then that's okay. Like that's your business. Um, we're just trying to start conversations Yeah. <laughs> about starting conversations. Yeah. Um, you could also sit in the uncomfortability. Um, I think when I first had that conversation with Tiff about Catholicism, I was sitting in a lot of uncomfortability. I'm like, I am so used to knowing a lot about religion. Like yeah. I grew up in a Christian lifestyle my whole life. Like I went to school at a Christian home. Like I went to church every week. Like I knew Christianity like the back of my hand. And so walking into a conversation where I was like, I don't know anything was really, really scary. But I was, I knew Tiff and I knew her heart and I knew that I wanted to understand where she came from. And so I was willing to sit in that uncomfortability if I knew that it was going to grow me closer to her and being able, and even if I, I mean, I didn't know at that time that we'd be, you know, best friends and starting this podcast together, but I was willing to like, at least try and like take that risk. Granted, it could have been a disaster. It literally could have went the other way. And, <laughs> and we're not saying, like, we cannot guarantee that conversations won't be a disaster. Because that's a real reality. That sucks. And I've heard of people, like, where their families get torn apart because of these uncomfortabilities that they tried and the risks that they took and it didn't work out. Yeah. And so there is, like, we don't want to shy away from that either but we do want to like motivate you because it could also be really amazing and it could really unite people together instead of tearing them apart um, I think it's for I think like we, we use our story as an example because like this is one of those really awesome and almost rare moments where our differences is actually what helped us come mm-hmm. together but in in the day-to-day for us, we constantly have conversations with people who are so different from us, and it does not go mm-hmm. the same way. Like, I have people get so mad at me. Like, I just genuinely want to come from a place of, like, I ask questions, but if the other person is not willing to, re- like, receive those questions, they don't react the same way, and so they lash out and they get mad. And so for all the conversations that we have, this just so happens to be the one that end up working out. Yeah. So it is very rare, um, but it doesn't mean that it it's has impossible. To, yeah, it's impossible, and it doesn't mean that it we can't have more rare things and make them become normal. Yeah, because I think it's so possible, and ultimately, like I said, it starts with you. Like you decide what you want out of the relationship, and if you do just want to be like, hey, like I don't want to touch this. Like it seems really sensitive. That's okay. Like you know, maybe come back to it. Like. Do what's best for you at the time that you're in right now. And also, it could be hard because you might be ready, but the other person might not be ready. And so it's also knowing um, that timing and waiting. It could just be waiting on them to be ready. So there's also like a million factors, I guess, that come into it. But you do you. Um, so I think one thing that would be helpful is, I mean, we've talked a a lot about, um, things that we've learned through these, um, conversations and starting these conversations, but what do you think is one thing you have, like one bit of advice that you've learned by leaning into conversations or relationships with people who are polar opposites of you? 
I think one, okay, okay, I think one tip I would say would like, yeah, one tip, and then one thing I learned is, one tip is, I think you need to learn to be more curious than you are afraid. Mm. So, like, I, in especially when I first met McKenna, I, a part of me, I was, like, a little scared because I, grown up in, um, like, pretty, you know, predominantly white community, but um, because I'm Vietnamese, a lot of my friends, I still stuck with all the Asians. So yeah, we're kind of playing to that little stereotype that all the Asians know each other and whatever, but um, I don't know, there was just very little and so out of my school, and so I kind of stuck with all the Asian people. So I never really branched out and spent, like I didn't really have a lot of close, predominantly white friends. Um, and I think just, it was just a very natural thing. It wasn't like I was like, avoiding it, but it was just like a natural thing where like, I just naturally got along better with my fellow Asian friends. And so meeting McKenna, a part of me, not that I was like scared of like, oh my gosh, she's like this weird person because she's white or anything. <laughs> you made me sound like I'm this like, weird, like loner girl who no, just like no, happens no. to be white. No, no, no. But I definitely came, I came into it just being a little bit like, oh, she's really different from me. Like we, and and I think a part of it is like, I'm going to call out some of the Asians. A, Asians household, like we kind of come into it of not being like, I don't know, maybe just not as accepting almost. We're just like, uh, they're just, just those white people. Just, <laughs> just let them be almost. And so I think, um, I, when I uh, because I came in with that mindset because I grew up around that mindset and I think I was a little bit hesitant but I think what really helped was I was just genuinely more curious as to like how McKenna lives and like <laughs> her culture and how she approaches like not even religion but like holidays like how she approaches like talking to her parents how she approaches like living her day-to-day -day, like what is considered like her normal and it was so it was so much more exciting for me to learn more about that than like looking like oh my gosh she's just white so like whatever mm -hmm. like forget about it yeah you know I what think I mean? it also helped that I wasn't offended because like a <laughs> like I think it's really easy for like white people to be like oh my gosh well they're just like stereotyping me and it's like I was not in that headspace at all. Like, we were literally talking about it before. I'm like, she's like, should I talk about this? I'm like, yeah. Like, I think it was great because you didn't have these, like, white friends. But I, like, felt very honored that you were willing enough to open yourself up to, like, me and, yeah. like, talk about that. So, okay. So, that was one tip. I think stay more curious than you are afraid mm -hmm. to approach anything. The second thing that I, like, or the one thing I actually learned was... Um, it really humbled me because that assumes that like every time I like make these assumptions about someone, I'm probably most likely going to be wrong. And mm -hmm. so it's put me in a place of like so much humility of like so many, I think we just come in with so many judgment when we meet someone who's like so different from us or believes us different things than we do. And you might be surprised that they actually might be a good person, which is like, shocker like they're they're human like they they have struggles too and they have good intentions and they're just living their lives the way that they grew up and what fuels them and yeah 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 I was like trying to think about it because I feel like I've learned so much about 
being in this polar opposite world um and like our friendship and I think the ultimate thing is just like being open and we've kind of touched on that for a while so I'm like I guess it's like weird I'm like I don't have any new revelations that I've learned but um I think if you like I guess no one knows me like I know me <laughs> but um I was a I was really really terrified of sitting in the uncomfortability because I didn't know how people were gonna react and that's such a like trigger for me is like not knowing where I stand with people so I was really nervous that like oh well you know if I say my opinion and they're offended they won't want to continue this conversation and my intentions were just so like I want to generally understand and like I care so much and I I want to do that but what if they don't respond the way that I need them to respond in this loving and compassionate way so I think what I've learned and what I hope to, you know, share with others is if your friend like genuinely wants to know, let them ask the stupid questions Yeah. because it's not out of a place of ignorance. It's a place of, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really grateful for the people in my life who are very different from me and who have allowed me to ask the dumb questions and the questions that I was so afraid of asking because I felt like I didn't have the space to because the world is so cruel sometimes and it's so well you're not aware and you don't you don't get it it's like well I'm trying yeah but sometimes I feel so afraid to do that because I'm afraid of what people are gonna think yeah so I would say to allow the stupid questions (laughs) and also don't be afraid to ask stupid questions on both sides of it yeah um yeah so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about polar opposite wise um if you guys have not checked out our other podcasts you should um at the mature podcast on spotify and apple and google play google play thank you um if you guys want to follow our journey and keep up to date with um all of our fun activities and future podcasts you can go to instagram at the mature podcast and get all the fun juicy details yes also if you have time please leave us a review we would love to hear your feedback you know good or bad we are here like we want to create the best um conversations for you guys so we'd love to hear any feedback so feel free to leave a review um we love you guys and we'll see you next time bye bye